Well, you guys want me to do the advertisements, and then you can host it. Sure. Or do you want to try to do the advertisements, PR Sam? I, I you know, in my NPR voice, I'd like to say, you know, you want to do welcome, it? Welcome, welcome to uh, the card is is going to change. You know, sponsored by uh, uh, Angelo's Pizza in Lakewood, Ohio, and uh, Madison Avenue. In Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio, and uh, we'd like to thank everybody for joining today. And uh, wait. Pollyanna also, DIY. How many Pollyanna. Missed all Don't the forget all the sponsors. sponsors. Pollyanna DIY. <laughs> well, is, I, I need to see my, my show run. Like, I need a sheet. Like, Oh, no. I do this off the top of the head. No every sheet, episode. Brother. No sheet. Every, yeah. Yeah, at one point in time, I we had I thought you a, just cut your own. I thought you had one, and you just cut it into it. At, at one, one point. point, we did. But uh, for the last, I don't know, four or five months, I think. Yeah, we, we, just, cu- we cut that. We cut out the, you got out the, the music one. Because we used to do. The music used to hype me up when I listened to it. We used to do Jack Prince. And yeah. we used to start every episode with somebody saying J-A-K. Well, that was... That was that's I behind mean, the that's scenes. What, that was got that But we no longer... Since we no longer had Jack Prince, it's been... I do a live, pal. We, st- we still kind of have Jack Prince, but we got this guy, Larry, who's been printing his t-shirts a little cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> there's, so some good, there's some good apps out there if you want to print some good cheap t-shirts. Here's how it goes, Sam. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week on whichever platform you listen. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're there at every one of our live events, so you can try it. If you want to try more than their pizza, check them out at Angelo's on Madison Avenue in beautiful Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks to Pollyanna DIY. They do some custom merchandise for us, and they have so many different great things there, including really awesome vintage T-shirts. So make sure you check out Pollyanna DIY. Well, they're not really vintage. They're just like yeah, it's re- a look reprint. back, right? Yeah. Reprint, I guess. Stress. You're right. They're not old. They're uh, they're new old. What's what's old is new. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Also, thanks to Smart Mark Video, who records each and every one of our live events so that you guys can watch it. Maybe you were there and you want to watch it again. Maybe you didn't get to see it at all. You can purchase it on DVD or download it on an MP4 at smartmarkvideo.com. You can also stream on smvod.com. Bam. Check that out. And, of course, speaking of streaming... Make sure you subscribe to independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE for a 20-day free trial, and you can watch all sorts of shows from the AIW archives, as well as plenty of other independent wrestling. And with that in mind, uh, you know we're joined here today by AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. I am. We have some special guests. Yeah, I am usually your moderator of sorts, but a couple fine gentlemen. Uh, well, they spend a hundred dollars on the Patreon, but they have spent far too much money on us in general, including a wonderful uh, private party for us in Hoboken, New Jersey, when we were there for Slumber Party Massacre. I, I, I think it's pronounced Hoboken. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys how to say it specifically. <laughs> Thank you, NPR Sam. We are joined by. NPR, the Goldsteins. Sam Goldstein, the Goldsteins, Goldsteins, Goldsteins. The, the best is I, I like this because we kind of like bullied our way onto the show. <laughs> like we just keep we just keep spending money until we eventually can have microphones put in front of us. We can't say no to money. That's right. <laughs> so well, we that, have said no to money. Though. We have from, from you guys. guys. <laughs> so, so that voice, the first voice you heard is Sam, and of course his brother Josh also here. And uh, I, we did say no to money, but I did say yes to uh, uh, Josh bringing me fabric for a new suit. I have it right here, actually, in a bag for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Make gosh. sure that I give it to you when, uh, before you leave. Completely his idea, all right? This is what I say. you got to make sure he looks good if he's going to be on. I, I'm a big fan of comedy. I want to make sure he looks good when he gets up there. Uh, is, is this episode is obviously going to air after Absolution, and uh, I just got to say that. This is Absolution Eve. Yeah, we're recording Our on first Absolution, Absolution. Eve. This, this is, is your first episode. episode. This is the one that he, tr- Sam, tried to get me to. We've been trying to do this one since we came to the first oh, one. Man. You know, well, this is my fourteenth. Full circle. This is. Uh, I don't know how many uh, between attendance and how many. This is the third or fourth that I've been a part of. Third, I think. This one feels really big. From just it feels really big yeah. for uh, us. I think too. Yeah. But uh, Josh helped me pick out my my blazer for Absolution. So Was if you hated it. We're, we're such bulls in a china shop. Like we're like 
Steve Guy, this is what you should wear. John, <laughs> we're going to be on the podcast. I love it. We're coming I, out. We're, dr- we're driving out Thursday. You know, come to our hotel. We're, just, we're, we're animals. <laughs> but you provided us with uh, our favorite drinks. We've got Tito's and Milagro tequila. That's my favorite. Josh, Josh doesn't, he doesn't drink tequila. So he's like, we get into the store and he's like, uh, I'll have the Tito's and Milagros tequila. And I was like, oh, such an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is you guys were at the tequila place. And then. Oh, yeah. And then. Oh, uh, we were. We were. We were such. We were such tourists. We were drinking like, we'll have the giant classic, glasses. the classic margarita. And I was like, they were like holding oh. it with two hands. It was such tourists. And then Josh like, was like, uh, he asked me, or we talked about it, and I was like, yeah, or tequila is fine or whatever. And he said, tequila it is, my friend. And I literally thought that the text message said, tequila is my friend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, great, fellow tequila drinker. Yeah, I thought I'm they were having a night already. Yeah. Well, well, they were. Really, they were. I'm more of a scotch guy, and, and you notice in this room is bare of the white claws this time around. So, Well, I told you you didn't have to because you were getting the Tito's. And I still would have brought it, but it gives me a, a weird feeling you, when I drink it. You, you, you guys have also you guys have ruined it. So, like, I had Josh over a couple of weeks ago, and we were going to have a pool, and we were going to have him come to the pool. We don't ruin family. anything, Sam. No, it, well, here's what happened. So Josh says to me, Josh goes, yeah, and, and get a few white claws. And, like, so where I live in, in back east, it's like... You know, there's there's one liquor store open, you know, on on Sundays, and it's a little bit of a more conservative county. And um, so I go there, and I'm like, "Yeah, you guys got you guys got White Claw?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, what's what's with people buying it right now?" I'm like, "I don't know." I'm like, "Wrestlers?" I don't know. Like, so like so I bought like a bunch of like I bought like the sampler pack, and like Josh comes and he he opens one at a time. He's like, "Oh great!" He's like, "We'll have the berry, I'll have the mango, I'll have the lime, and I'll have the pineapple, the, the grapefruit." And he's drinking like one at a time. I haven't had the pineapple yet, he, and, but he was taking a sip and then just leaving it. And I was like, "Well, I have to say, I tried them all. That's my that's part of the OCD." Is, that's is this made. when you were tweeting about it? All? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I had to try them all, and then I ended up buying a whole bunch on the golf course and sticking them in my golf bag. I will say that I think White Claw's been a little bit beat to death, and I think I'm just going right back to Tito's and water. I, you should. There's I, no drunk well, with the White Claw. It my work. favorite White Claw is uh, tequila and soda. But <laughs> listen, we need sponsorship, so. Well, they ain't sponsoring us yet. So. What a, yeah, we're maybe we get it. Trulies to come in. That's the Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler. That's what I heard. That's I have never had that one. It just is it all seltzer with vodka or something? I never no, had it's, it. it's it's all just seltzer. That's all it is. Alcoholic seltzer. It's just. I have a I have a PR question for you, Sam. Even though, I mean, you guys can ask the questions because this is your podcast, but I thought of this as we're talking about advertising and pro wrestling. Uh, is, why is there this stigma that people feel like they can't advertise with pro wrestling, like even on a smaller scale? Like we struggle with sponsorships, like those big brands. Like I try to approach people. I've approached Tito's reps and other distributors, and I'm like, look, we sell out this Odeon concert club. Nothing else really does as much as we do there. At least 300 people. Sometimes we push five, 600. And uh, we do that. We get a couple thousand downloads or more on our podcast. We have over 1 million YouTube hits. We have tens of thousands. Lots of stats. Of followers. Yeah, I throw out all these stats, which are what they want. And... The Tito's rep was just like, um, we're booked for the year, so like, no, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, th- I think, and this is, I've, I've heard this said a, f- a few different ways. I, I think it's a misconception in general. I agree. And I think that we are, we haven't yet reached the point where you can actually quantify any more, any longer. I guess you would say, who's actually watching, who's downloading, who's streaming. I don't think anybody really knows who their audience is. So. Yeah, I think I think it's impossible at this point. Yeah, with, it, it with how versatile the platforms are. You know, you can get it to so you can get content so many different ways. It's impossible to know who's watching. Yeah, and I mean that was kind of one of the questions I was going to ask you. You know, we we learned of AIW, you know, through you know Cabana and then through the podcast. So we've kind of been I've listened to the podcast from the very beginning, and that was before you know. Then I, I would start to follow on Twitter, and I signed up for the email list. Who's your favorite podcast host? Well, I love that's his question. Steve, you know, some of the early episodes were just dynamite. They were, they were just gold. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if you heard any of those. That, but, guy's, um, I heard that guy's on the run. Now. Yeah, I listened. Oh, I heard yeah, that. He's got a warrant maybe for his arrest. Maybe in Nashville, right? He's got a warrant for his arrest in the county. Maybe, maybe you can let that guy stay in your hotel room. 
<laughs> I think he needs a place well, to crash. One, what's, what's one more person? I, you know, <laughs> but I, so I, I think, I, you know, I, I, that's why I was kind of going to ask, you know, you guys, like, we're, you know, and we have a great time with this, and this is, you know, for, for Josh and I, this has kind of become, like, you know, something that we really enjoy. Yeah. But do you guys think you've seen other people who would normally, maybe casual, maybe not, not even casual, but maybe fans who have become more part of, you know, what, you know, I guess uh, more quantifiable through the podcast? Uh, I think the podcast has humanized us and humanized the pro wrestlers or however you want to say it to where, you know, if you went to a show, it's just like, hey, I want to buy your T-shirt. And then it's like it it's killed somewhat of the 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 boundary, so to Mm -hmm. speak, which is good and also bad because. Uh, through this podcast, I think people kind of can relate to us, and they've almost—it sounds weird to say—but they almost feel like uh, they've developed this friendship, even though they're just listening. Yeah, it's an intimacy, like like live radio. You guys, when people are driving or just sitting with you, they get an intimacy that they don't get. You know, so I think that's good, and it's really helped, and like it's made people understand that like every dollar that comes in goes towards the company and helps us, you know, continue to do it. Uh, but also like sometimes it is a little weird when you're like out in public and like somebody's screaming something crazy about the podcast and like you're just surrounded by just like average Joes and you're totally stone cold sober and it's just like, "Oh, uh, this is uncomfortable." But but it, but in a way cuz you always did the after parties, right? Yeah. So in a way you had kind of taken a step in that direction and in fact the podcast is helping you kind of amplify that sense of community. Well, did, we, did we start the after parties after the podcast? Well, we we have done after parties sporadically throughout the history of AIW. Yeah, but more regularly, I guess. And, and it's really like a sponsorship pitch, right? You know, it's yeah. like, hey, we can bring you so much business. Yeah. Again, quantifying. Um, but that has also kind of helped build the community of AIW and like, you know, like it's like people will go and see the show, they'll listen to the podcast, and then they get to have a drink with this guy and have a conversation. Well, that, well, yeah, that's, and that's, that's the and reason that, why I, he brought me. He brought me out one of the, the things when we were listening to the podcast. He said, "You know, we could go out there and we can watch a show, and then we can go to the after party and we can, you know, see what's going on." As opposed to if you went to an evolve show like we did in Queens, and the show goes really long, and then we leave, and that's it. You might see somebody in a parking lot, and they, they'll say, you know, I saw Matt Morgan in a parking lot. I asked him for a picture once at an Evolve show, and he goes, you know, I sell these inside. And I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm like, we're I'm, out here. Can I just... I saw, I saw allegedly Matt Morgan maybe flick a lit cigarette at a pregnant woman once. Allegedly. <laughs> well, I, 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 caught, I caught him out there with Brian Kendrick one night having a cigarette during the show, and I, I went to Brian Kendrick and go, you're awesome, but no, with the cigarettes, you're going to gas out, man. And I we mean, just kept how, many, how many places can you go to a show, watch a match, be like... God, that match was awesome. And then go to a spot afterwards, and rather than rather than like go home and tweet about this guy was awesome, I loved his match. Go to the spot and be like, "Hey, man, I loved your match." And then buy that guy a well, beer or a drink well, what makes, or what makes whatever. Your, what makes your fan special though is and something that really turned was was great for us. That's why we like it so much. Is they'll keep that you know the disbelief you know in the they'll they'll keep it they'll keep kayfabe when the show's going on they'll root for the bad guys and you know cheer right. for the good guys yeah and then when they go to the bar you know every we can Everyone's, kind of separate right and but that's what's great you want on tv everybody cheering for the good guys and booing the bad guys and then we'll worry about the rest but when is you that even that's what's amazing about it is that a function though of of almost like a i don't want to put words is that a function of almost like a territory mentality that you have running cleveland I would, or I, is that a function of like I think. Are you talking about the after party? Just in, everything in general. The idea that like you're you're more than just like you, you're more than just a show where people go, they walk out, maybe they buy a t shirt, maybe they keep going. Well, I was going to say some of that. You we've got to give credit to the people on the roster, right? Because they don't have to come to the after parties and associate. And there are moments, believe me, where guys will like stay apart from each other, like no, whatever. But uh, you know. They don't have to do that and and be okay with fans being like right on top of them that they that just watch them, but they do, and I think that's the nature of of what we have when you know our current thing is for the brand. 
it's well, not that's just, trademark, so we can't be saying that too much. I told you guys that. Pat McAfee, bro. We can't be saying that that much. But it's, uh, it's a buy-in that everybody is a part of, not just us talking you, in the podcast. You know no other companies really do that. Well, so I what's think so it's, impressive about it is that you know, you're not going to PWG and then going to an after party. Well, like I look at it as, as like, we're all going to go out and get drinks somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, whether, you know, fans were coming or not, we were, you know, a couple of people are going to want to go out and get a beer and talk about the show. And who better to talk about the show and get instant feedback with than like drinking with the fans that were there. And it also just builds a community. It, it builds the community amongst the roster in the back. And it, prov- it provides like run of the mill. Independent wrestling is like you're booked you do your match, here's your envelope, I'll see you next month. You know what I mean? So there's not a lot of time to kind of develop like a bond with, you know, these people that you're working with. And uh, I think developing the bond kind of, it, it makes things go a lot further, you know, than if it's just like a booking. You know, like it, it makes the guys care because, you know, they're spending time with the promoter and they're spending time with the local guys, especially these guys traveling in. And uh, it's just, it, it's like building a community, you know? And then, the, you know, the, there's a lot of fans that don't come to the after party, but the ones that do, you know, they get to, you know, experience this with us. And uh, it's it just, it's a unique thing that just kind of organically happened through like chase, like one day someone like offered us money to do, to come to their bar, you know? And it's like, well, we're going to a bar anyway. I, th- I think what we need though is uh I think we need some some new life bred into these after parties some younger people to come on board and like other fans to show up because now at this point uh those of us that attend the after parties and the fans we've all just in the last few years you know we've gotten old and they've they've calmed down but I assure you if you are some young dumb fans and you come to these after parties and you want to challenge everybody on the roster to do is that what dumb you're looking shit. for? I'll take care of it tomorrow. If you want to, you. if you want us to start doing dumb shit, it'll happen again real fast. It's just everybody's reached this level of uh, I guess complacency. Like, yeah, maybe I'll just have a couple and uh, grab some food and we'll have a good night. Well, there's, there's, there's no reason to do that. But so John, so I, <laughs> John, I, 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 I just, I just, I just, quite, like, I just question. And I, and I don't want to. I'm not, I don't want to mark out. You know, as you were, they, yeah, you were NPR. Sam just went right out the window. You just fanboyed so hard there with the I'm like, the stuttering. And man, that would never fly on the radio. What are you doing here? Get your shit together. Come on, let him. You're talk. hosting a podcast. Let him talk. So we're here with John Thorne, <laughs> and we are. Question. We're here with John Thorne, and we are discussing the state of professional independent wrestling today. Uh, no, so my my question was actually, um, do you see? A sol- um, kind of an alternative to what's going on with guys getting signed as and I'm just literally spitballing do you see this do you see the uh, the kind of establish reestablishing maybe of of territories as a way to keep people on the indies well I think it's impossible to keep people on the indies because even if promoters banded together you can never you can never compete with the money offers that are floating around right now. It's just, it is virtually impossible. Like what we would, what we would bring in all year is probably equal to one guy's contract offer right now, you know? And that's like, that's just like the gross, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, what, what I see is I told somebody this today. It's like, you just, the train just has to keep moving, you know, one way or another. So it's like, if guys are going to come and go, uh, but you just gotta, you know, have talent ready to be the next man up, and that's kind of what we've been building to. And I've talked about it before when we launched the AIW school a few years ago. It was like we saw NXT developing into a brand that was gonna sign indie guys. Like Kevin Steen was the first guy to where it was like, okay, like there's gonna be more of this happening very quickly. Uh, you never, never could have first saw another major company popping up and then doing the same thing. And it's just like, uh, it's something like you can't, like, I can't worry about it. I just have to continue to get creative and do things, uh, and hope that the support is still there, you know? And that's like, if you look at the absolution card tomorrow, 
there's a lot of homegrown guys on that card that people are excited for. But at the same time, I do realize that they're excited within the AIW bubble. But if maybe you're like a casual fan, you're going, man, who's this Twan Tucker guy wrestling MJF? I don't want to watch that. I never heard of him. You know, because there's also this, I, I call them like, I call them hot topic fans. Okay. So it's like, like they enjoy topics that are hot or the no. store. So it's like, well, this is like how I compare it is you like this band. You just, you discover this band and like, you're like, man, this band is awesome. You know, this is my thing. Then that band doesn't necessarily get radio play, but like they're on the warp tour and they're selling their t-shirts in the hot topic now. And then you get this like mall kid that's like oh this is my band now you know i'm underground even though like it's like just the guy that's just buying a t-shirt off a wall doesn't know anything about it like he's just hopping on the bandwagon of the already established thing so it's like you you gotta understand that there's people that are just like that and they're like they don't want to see the rise they want to see the complete product and then they want to they they want to act as if they're this like underground independent wrestling fan when they're really just like hopping on something that's already established. So it's like, I realize that, you know, MJF versus Twan Tucker is just an example of that to where it makes so much sense within the AEW universe. But uh, on the grand scale of things, there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of wrestling fans that will be like, I I don't know who that guy is, so I'm not going to buy it. You can't get, you can't do those, like you said before, you can't do a super card for every show. It's going to be, it's meaningless. Well, well, and the thing, like, you know, there's a lot of independent companies that are probably in trouble because they've been, they've been beating that model to death. And now these guys are leaving literally every single day. Somebody is getting signed to, you know, to go off the independent. So, uh, you know, it's like, we got. I got in the business of cultivating my own talent and creating my own talent and trying to figure out how to make them matter. And they matter within this universe, and that and that's good. Whether they connect outside, I don't know. You know, the it, it really depends on how many people order the fight streams and things like that, and kind of give it give it a shot uh, to where you know maybe they're like, oh wow, you know, there this is a great alternative. But but it, it also. It, it, it takes a certain level of commitment by you to say, "This is this is what this is what we're going to do." I right? Mean, yeah, I mean it's it it's it, it's a matter of necessity because I I like I said I saw a change in independent wrestling coming a long time ago. I never could have even imagined it would have gotten to this point with AEW, to where people are getting signed even more rapidly before like. When I got involved in independent wrestling, like uh, getting a contract was like not even considered. Like it was just guys that just wanted to be wrestlers and say they're wrestlers. Nobody even really like WWE or was like a pipe dream that was like a you know it was like getting a lottery ticket. Now it's like it's pretty obtainable for for a lot of these guys. So it's it, you're just seeing different mentalities coming from even the wrestlers to where it's like guys aren't necessarily working hard for the independent dollar because they want to save their, themselves because they know that there's probably a pretty good chance that they're going to get a lottery ticket. Well, so so my question to you also is, so you see the WWE model now, right? It's NXT. They sign indie guys. They put them on NXT, or they bring them in the performance center. They might not get on TV for a year or whatever, but they're learning, right? What is AEW's model going to be when they're on TV only once a week, and then they have to, and they sign all these guys? What what do you do with the guys on the bottom if you're AEW? How do they even cultivate their talents if they're not working? Not well, everybody can work. Oh, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean that you know the the one thing that they do have is they got a couple billion dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like I'm I'm sure you could figure out a lot to do with a couple billion dollars. Like, but they you know they need to create an infrastructure and. Uh, a plan and get you know get a you know just a company just directive going but you know i i I can't really speak on it until it happens i i think you know that's the big unknown but the one thing that is known is they are offering people a lot of money to go off the independence like we're we're gonna see we're gonna see tomorrow tomorrow will be mjf and joey janela's last day at w show win lose or draw for 
until their contracts expire. And then what you're probably going to see happen is you're going to probably see guys go back and forth from those companies as opposed to stopping on the indies and doing like the indie tour that you're so used to seeing when somebody got fired or somebody was signed, but they were finishing up. Now I think if you're on that level, like it's going to be contract wars and the independence, like uh, right now, like I look at these guys and if they're in the AEW system or they're, they're in the NXT system, I virtually have to count them out for ever being able to do business with them again because I think it's just going to be like how it was in the '90s. You know, like this guy leaves yeah, the WWF, well, he goes to WCW. Wasn't, wasn't but wasn't that mid stop back in the '90s more ECW? So like when Austin left WCW, he went to ECW, right? You saw him for a little while, and then he left Pillman. He left, he went to ECW for a little while, then. But I don't think it was think, like almost like a, a U shape. I, th- I think the business has changed so much to this point to where WWE can can sign you and you can go to NXT UK, you can go to NXT, you can go right to SmackDown, you can go to Raw. Who knows, you know, if there's going to be NXT India or Australia or Japan. Like, they'll find places to put put these guys. And, you know, the same, but same thing goes, you know, like, what happens if, like, uh, you know, like a Randy Orton is like, I'm out of here, you know? AEW probably give him some money, right? Yeah. And the one thing that you can do, too, is in AEW, and again, we have no idea what their structure or anything is going to be at this point, but if you think back to when Raw and things started, I think where you know right now that's going to be like a two-hour show or whatever starting in October, you can sign this talent, but because you're only doing one two-hour show every single week, you can hide people and flaws and weaknesses and still build and develop because not everybody has to be on the show every single week and in fact it kind of as a viewer right like you used to tune in and like ah, i kind of want to watch this guy but then you watch the main big things you'd be looking for that but you know they do nxt works because you're only seeing like three or four matches a week and then you get a guy's not coming back like you know two you, three weeks get, on the show and you, you get little happy. blips of the yeah. storyline or something for instance you know adam uh cole disrupting aiw school right wasn't wrestling on nxt that week but that was a whole ongoing thing and you didn't even see him in uh full sale right. for like three four weeks but he was a part of the show in some capacity so that's a thing that an AEW can do well. So I, I just want to say this so that we don't take too much of you know somebody's week. Um, this happens to be one of the things that have drawn us to AIW is, and and you know I don't want to I don't want to you know be on a podcast and act like we're you know at John's you know level of, of knowledge about wrestling. It's fun to like kind of banter back and forth. I can't believe we're actually taping it. Uh, I'll probably regret, you know, some of the things that we said trying to sound like, you know, we have some type of authority. But I do want to say to, you know, to both of you guys, look, we're we're two guys from from back east who really, you know, were turned on by the medium of the podcast to who you guys are. Yeah, you you, ha- you haven't you haven't missed you haven't missed a beat with us. We've we've enjoyed, you know, it, we've enjoyed it every step of the way and. Some people have the ability to take a little bit more time to go to an after party. To, but I think what you guys are doing is, is fantastic for a community that we don't even live in. And um, I, I really do want to thank you guys for even letting us do this because we're, we're not, I mean, we're, we, we know nothing in the end. Yeah, but uh, thank you guys. You're such big contributors. You know what I want to come out of this podcast for people who are listening right now? Like you guys made this uh, trip and everything. How many WrestleManias have you guys been to? Josh goes. I I I don't I don't I don't go to I don't go to WWE shows. Okay, so that but that's my point. Yeah. How many WrestleManias have you been to? Right. But you made an absolution weekend trip. Like I go to WrestleMania weekend every year for the last like eight years with a group of friends, and here you are. You just created an absolution weekend. That's yeah. what I want. And you guys came from you know the New York New Jersey area. That's what. That's to me. That's our next step that we want to get to is for people to come in and do this. Like if we can have an absolution weekend every year, that is not obviously a WrestleMania weekend, but uh, a you know for baseball terms, a double A version of it somehow or well, something. Say, the same way PWG gets a write up in Vice magazine or one of those about how you know uh, Bola. No, but how how but how Bola you know sells it. 
how Bola, you know, sells out. I mean, you know, uh, for me, you know, I would rather we we, and I speak for my brother. This this is our this this to us is 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 that's it's that kind of fun. Yeah, I've never been to Bola. I don't really, you know, to me it's a it looks like it's great. I'm glad for them, but like. I think that like once in a you know a couple a couple times a couple times a month a couple times a year being able to come out to Cleveland for us and do the, and come to these shows you guys produce every single time yeah so you know I mean a- I think it's really just being a wrestling fan and you know I know you guys enjoyed ECW and that's really what I enjoyed and I I try to I try to take that business model of of using you know old guys young guys creating guys like you know think about like the guys that came out of the ecw school which we'll get to that with you josh in a second but uh, another day (laughs) (laughs) but you know just think about that you know when when wwe started signing guys away in wcw you know they really they really started going they only had had three graduates of the ecw school but i mean like during and during roadkill kill and who was there was a third chris chetty chetty that's right but they were all you know you know the uh you know the significance significance of Chris Chetty and AIW, right? No, he's my favorite wrestler. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something like he was going to he's he was here doing. I looked at him for Jalen. Somebody somebody hasn't been doing his archive listening. John Torrance's favorite wrestler of all time. I looked into him for well, maybe not all time, but he was my favorite wrestler for a time. At that time, but but think of this, right? But but if ECW would have stayed in business longer. I feel that you would have saw more of that cultivating of of talent, and you know, like they made Doring and Roadkill stars. Chris Chetty was was in there, you know what I mean. And then you saw guys like Tom Marquez coming, and a lot of these other weird guys coming at the end. And I think if ECW would have stayed in long, stayed in business longer, that would have been their natural resource. Well, what about so? Before I, to to just kind of go back to this point about where if guys leave, let's say they do leave WWE and they don't want to go to AEW, where there one day, I mean, from what I've seen just from being in the, involved in this for the last year and a half, AIW is big. You have endorsements from Kevin Owens, who you know loves seeing you guys. You have endorsements from all these guys. Why can't you be the middle range and and be like the ECW? Because because it's money. You yeah, know we I mean? don't like like we don't have the money. Like you you guys might not have that kind of inner working knowledge, but even ring of honor is assigning guys to six figure deals now, you know? So it's like, drawing, and they're drawing 300 people in, in but New York they, city, but they're backed by a billion dollar company, you right, know? Right. So it's like, you have, you have that, you have AEW, you have WWE, you have new Japan offering big, big dollars. So it's like a guy is going to go and entertain all of that before he wants to not have a guaranteed income and try to hustle on the independence. Right. Uh, you know, you're not even seeing John Moxley do a lot of independence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, didn't he sign right up to New Japan? Also, like he's he's out there not losing matches because in the there's G1. big there's big there's big money. You know what I mean? There's there's big money out there. Uh, you know, maybe if the big money stops or you know these these companies go, well, we're not seeing a return on this investment. Like. You know, people are billionaires because they they know how to make money. You know, and when when the money, if the money's not coming in, maybe you will see the the industry calm down. But my thought, if I had to predict where the industry was going, it's going to be fighting over talent over those four companies, and the independents are going to be tasked with trying to create guys from scratch, and you know then as soon as they get any sort of hype it could possibly get scooped up but there's the bubble's got to pop finite, eventually yeah there's a finite amount that people are going to put up with before everybody you can't they're going to be like all right now i can't see no, anything but, but, so why would i want but without but honestly without trying to sound like i mean we're not we don't we don't know anything about it like i would you know like i i, I wouldn't go to josh's job you know and be like you know sit there on a Monday and be like, hey, you know, maybe you'll do this better. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to sit here and be like, hey, jo-. you know, so that's why I think... Well, like, you guys make money at those jobs. Though. But, <laughs> no, but when you, that's why I just want to say this. Like, when I think about the card, and I know this is going to air Absolution, but when I think of knowing the company as we've followed it the last few years, when I think of, you know, 40 Acres and, and the production, and I think of Josh Bishop and Matthew Justice, and I think of the main event, you know, with, with, with Lawler and, 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 and Kingston... 
I think you guys are onto something, and it's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's so fun to watch. But more importantly, the way you've created the brand, which includes the podcast, the after parties, you know, the releasing the the videos, the hype videos. The, the various shows you're doing, you know, the kind of spot shows that you sometimes kind of pop up with, like with Zeki Moto. The Patreon packages. The Patreon Dom. packages. Three cards and a, like, and a, and a signature. This has <laughs> been the best. This, the, 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 for us, we, 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 we love it. Um, and I think that, I, I, and I think that the more, the, there's a way to get more of kind of wrestling fans like us who don't necessarily have to be 10 minutes away to come do it and, I, and, and, I, and I, it's amazing and that's why like look we're sitting here in a hotel room that we just drove six hours this morning you know to watch tomorrow night you know to watch show, and I, I couldn't be more excited I think you guys are doing like well this is why great. sometimes this is why I'm still uh, obsessed with going after mainstream sponsorships because I think casual people may grasp onto that and what I need these people to understand, which is funny, is we talk about brands and to use a marketing term. Wrestling fans, is they are nothing else. They obviously are diverse, but they are brand, brand loyal. loyal. I, well, I knew you were going to so, say, yeah, also, brand loyal. What I, 100%. What, what we talked about when we came the first time why, was... Well, I mean, why did you try White Claw, Josh? Well, because of you guys. It's, see what and I'm I, saying? I'm an obsessive compulsive, so that's why I had <laughs> to do it. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, that's, it's brand loyalty. We sit here well, like a but, bunch of idiots but, talking about White Claw. But that's when you mentioned, when you mentioned the advertising, the, the last thing I, I to think about just from what I said to Sam, the people of Cleveland are fiercely loyal. There, yeah. There's got to be those big Cleveland-based companies that are going to want to tap into the fact that they're fiercely loyal to you. You're the you're Cleveland, and the people who go to your show and are it, Cleveland. And it's just it's really just a matter of somebody seeing that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It, but well, that's why we when we go, we're like, let's put it. I throw it on Facebook. I put it on. I'm like, whoever I can talk to, you know, go look at this. Look at the guys from Cleveland. Like 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 I was talking about the the indie guys like getting that winning lottery ticket now, and it's so obtainable we just haven't scratched our lottery ticket so to speak to where someone is like yes i get it like i would you know i want to invest i don't well invest is a weird word because i don't think i wouldn't take an investor but you know i want to sponsor you know sponsor support things like that uh somebody to boost somebody to boost yeah a boost but like booster at the same time i do think that there is something that drives me because it isn't easy you know what I mean? Like it drives me to get creative, and you know, like I like I could do these super shows, but it's I find it more fulfilling to utilize some of these students and make people care about these guys that yeah. are brand new and young and uh, probably maybe shouldn't even be in the spots that they are in yet. But uh, it's you know I I could easily book. Guy X versus Guy Z, who has been wrestling for you know yeah. ten years and is great, but uh, I don't know. It's just it's more fun to do it this way, and it's more. Yeah, and I, no, I just no it's more like other, no offense to the guys who do the super shows because they're no, they're, they're great. great. They're, they're, they're great, great as well. But I can only I'm 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 forty one. I've seen the same to see the same match, you know, and and if I saw it on Twitter or if I saw it on Facebook, uh, you know, clips of it, and then see it again in the middle of the country and then see the same card booked like the guys in wrestle circus who booked the same card. And then the guys out in out West booked the same card. Well, they're not booking anything anymore. Brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm but like, you know, it made sense right now. They're gone. So yeah. why'd you, you, why'd you, can't keep why'd you get, why'd you give our age by the way? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. his age. Nobody knew that you were twins. Until, oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now it's, now it's not working. <laughs> right. it's, all, it's all falling apart. Right. <laughs> the whole mystique, the whole mystique. Josh wears glasses and he also uh, has a penchant for uh, fast food. Yeah. <laughs> but the, in the end, like... Let's get thrown it, out pensions, you know what I mean? He like, uses good words. That's why my wife wanted him to talk and wanted me to sit to the side because he can only take so much of me, as probably Thorne can tell you, bothering him no, as I bother, bother Sam. Me. And that's about it. Uh, so, I, no, but I, I was actually going to say, like, and I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, go for Steve, it. Steve, it's your, it's, it's, it's your show. No, this is your show right now. Uh, but I was going to say, like, I, I think... I don't have a soft voice, you know, I so. think I think for you guys, when I when I think of... You know, when I think of the you know, you have Derek, you know, and you have the guys from the production, and you have the, and they they they're really doing really innovative good stuff. 
So why not go with it? Well, right. And it's like, you know, those guys are a perfect example. They were dead in the water when Magnum CK got hurt, and they took initiative. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't de- I couldn't deny it because, you know, they were they were making unique and creative things, and it's like, okay, let's run with it. And it seems to have caught on. But it, you, you managed to put together all your, your tag team division. They're great. You know, the, the guys, the young guys that you put into the scrambles. We talked about it the first time we were here, and I never heard of a lot of the guys, and Sam, Sam talked me through these guys. My eyes were opened up. Like, the minute I saw, like, you know, Philly Marino and all those guys, like, I was like, what is, where have I been? Like, these guys are Outs- they're Outside looking in, is AIW's tag team division, like, one of the most stacked it's things fun. about it's AIW? It's fun. I, I, I love it. On and, the inside. I love tag team wrestling. I used to, the British Bulldogs, you know. And, oh, yeah. And Cake and Valentine. And, and the, the fact bees, that they don't do it on TV just frustrates me, like, like all at, the time. As a guy that's on the inside of it, I love it. They're and I great. love all these teams. But I don't, like, I'm like, maybe it's just me. So that's the first time I get to ask uh, people, uh, really. Uh, unfortunately, like, I've become such a such an absurd mark for AIW. That, like, <laughs> I find myself only paying attention to, like, certain other shows. So it's like. I don't. I don't know what I. I know that I. I follow like because I'm on their email list somehow, which is hilarious. Because like sometimes I'm just like I'm just gonna like unsubscribe to some of these other groups. But like, are you on ours? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just check. <laughs> Why do you think we get our tickets in the beginning? <laughs> no, but it's like he it's goes. Like, he goes. It's up. Go. And then I. But have to even do like everything even I like can. I watch like I watch the cards that AAW puts out. Uh-huh. Those are the guys in Chicago, right? Like yeah. yeah. I. I don't. In terms of tag team wrestling, I. I, I mean, they're putting on a show, but you. You know. You guys too, like I, and, and I and I see what like you know, we and it's it's funny because like for guys who like really consider ourselves people who are fans of of independent wrestling, you know we're much more prone to drive six hours to Cleveland than we are to drive like thirty three minutes to watch like a, a creative pro show. I don't know why that is, but part oh, of it we is love, that trip we do love creative pro. Really far. Come on, CPA man, we, we love creative oh, pro. CPA. He Josh. couldn't have been cooler to me. He was, he's great, and Bobby Orlando. These guys hey, are fantastic. Guy. Josh nice goes. Guys. He loves him. He, he goes to it's our boy, but like, boy Hawkins over I, there. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, nothing, again, we're, we <laughs> have, we are in that state where we are. So I, I see what cards a lot of the other indie shows put out. I think in, in, when you just asked about tag team wrestling, yeah, I mean, look, AJ Gray is he's a beast, and if you're going to put him in a stable that has you know 40 acres and he's going to be potentially you know in like a free bird role with. Either Trey or PB Smooth on any card, I don't. I that to me that's that's, that's kind of hard. To, huh? That's kind of hard to beat, right? You like, like that. That's that's. I, I but I I'm, I love Freebird Rule. So anybody who wants to do, there's not enough six man tags. There's not enough of that anymore. And we're so and we're so awful for like throwing out that that term out there. Like we're part like Freebird Rule. I, I'm not even. No, sure. I love the Freebird Rule. But I'm, yeah. not sure, I'm not even sure the technicality is behind it. But it seems to me like if you have this possibility where AJ Gray. And either PB or or Trey any week, I, yeah. I, I don't. Those guys to me are like that's 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 a tough. That's they're not going to lose very often. And they're awesome. It's fun. You know, like like I was saying, I think this is going to be where independent wrestling can excel is when you start creating these new guys and it you make it exciting for people to care about new talent. Uh, if more independent res- more of independent wrestling was kind of focusing on that, I think there wouldn't be this like kind of lull in talent that we're seeing because everyone signed. But I think you also you you have guys in your in your school like they they're so likable as people that you saw on that NXT video and then Twan all of a sudden is huge you know, people want to cheer for him because you see him and you're like, this guy's just a, a great guy. And everybody's like and all your guys, the guys who come out of your school, even the ones they're just the ones I've interacted with, their personality reflects you and what and Well what and I mean is. we just kinda like you know, or I've been around wrestling a long time to where, you know, I actually had this talk with students on Tuesday night. I said, you know, if you, you guys don't understand how lucky you have it. Like, if you were a young guy coming into a locker room in 2003, you weren't helped. You were treated like shit. You're told to sit in the corner. Uh, if you did something bad, they sent somebody out with a chair to hit you with it uh, because it was a bunch of old guys that didn't want anybody to take their spots because there was, like, there was a there was a glass ceiling that nobody was breaking through in that era, and it's like this is my spot. I'm the guy here, and that's it. So if you were young coming in, you were treated like garbage. Nobody wanted to help you, and like you know, Magnum CK is up at the school on Tuesday, and you know, giving people all this advice. And I said, you have no idea 
how great you guys have it. And our main kind of thing that we preach at the school is just be a good dude and it will help you so much in the long run. Like be a good dude to fans, be a good dude to the other wrestlers. And, you know, because wrestling in wrestling still does have its, you know, fair share of scumbag, you know, people. But uh, if you're just a good dude and you're just kind of, you know, on your own, like it's, it's going to get you pretty far. Well, you take the carny out of it and you tell people to be good people and don't, don't, don't try to, you know, and don't teach them how to rip people off. And, right. You know, you know like, if you take all that stuff out of it, you have, you have good people. And that's what your guys, honestly, the guys who are on the roster are like, they're not, they're, they never, we never, we never, when we, when we approach you guys, nobody treated us like, you know, we're just marks and like, uh, whatever. Right. You know, I, like, I think, I think Mark is such like it's a such dirty a, a, word. Yeah, it's a bad word. You can't just throw it out there. Like, but it is. That's no, what like people, I think it is. You literally said you were Mark. The term out. Mark is from the carny. So I know. It's, 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 so, it's, I'm so. Uh, no, it's different when like you're saying like marking out, but like when you call somebody a Mark, like that's just like you know what I mean. It's like it's an attempt to be like degrading, and it's like yeah, everyone's just a person. Like wrestlers are the biggest marks in the world because they decided to become wrestlers. Yeah, but oh, how, many, how many people do you know? Do you see from the early '90s or to the mid early 2000s? Most mostly late '80s, early '90s have a lot of photos of them with wrestlers. There's not a lot because it was so hard. Yeah, these guys wouldn't yeah. give you a picture. You wouldn't be able to go, you know. I don't. Rem- I certainly, don't think I ever met one wrestler heels. as a kid. Not one. I don't think we ever met one guy. In and, and, went to, we, and we went to a lot of shows. We went to a lot of shows. I never met one you, guy. You definitely weren't getting pictures with guys no. that were heels. And you weren't. Meeting that was them. not happening. You weren't go- there was nobody available. They weren't like, and oh like, yeah, kid, come here. Like never. And like that's you know going back to what we were talking about earlier is like I want to create a full experience. You know, from if you get to the show early, there's there's people in line. Probably going to be people in line at 1 p.m. tomorrow. You know what I mean? And then they're just going to hang out all day and whatever. Sometimes there's tailgating going on. And then, you know, in the show, it's like one, like a large percentage of the people at the show know each other. And it's like, you know, going to kind of like a party with your friends. And then we go to the actual official after party. If they don't know each other, what I think is so cool. So, uh, I mean, you hear about, wrestlers vanity searching and all this stuff or whatever look admittedly i vanity search aiw stuff all the time because part of what uh i do and bring to the table for us is i try to garner the crowd reaction and see what people are interested in and see what's working see what isn't working especially because i go to the aiw school and i i talk to the, our guys there and we try to work with them on entertainment aspects and stuff but it's so funny to watch that and see people like, ah, I want to go to the show. I don't have anybody to sit with. And instantly, three people will respond to that person like, come sit with us. We don't really know who you are, but you know what I mean? Like, we looked at your picture and, hey, we've seen you there before. We've seen that face. That's why we come took sit that ride together because we, <laughs> we didn't know anybody. We're like, oh, boy, we're going right there. We'll see yeah, what happens. But it's, it's so crazy to me. Like, man, look at this community that's just been cultivating and i think i mean someone that goes back to doing the after party and doing this stuff if, if we sit here and create the community then our community expands and they start to add to it themselves well, that's, you know and that's that's really what it's all about when you're talking about like you know that right person finally seeing it it's just all about the guerrilla marketing and the uh you know hey you know bring your friend and this friend and this friend. It's like independent wrestling lives and dies by the word of mouth and like the help of kind of, you know, the community within the crowd to try to build it. But with that said, I got to get it. I got to get it out of here before we run out of time. Josh. Yeah. You did one of the coolest things that's ever happened that I've ever met somebody. This blew my mind. Well, tried it, not not do it. You not, went not, to the ECW went, House of Hardcore, up, looked it up. Yeah, went over there. You and went and checked you it went. out. Yeah, but we all we all tried that. Like we wanted to be a part of it, but there was nothing to be a part. I can't take bumps or anything like but that. You like, you went and you, yeah, you, but but what are you gonna like? How many? But how many people, honestly? But we could say that we they went. At, and, we searched it out everywhere. Like it's it's like a myth. Like, but you, you were know? there, right? Like, yeah, you but went. It, but it was you know it was a gym in, on Sunnyside, you know, in in Queens, and you know they had. Their dudes there, and, and it was like a, like a, a. Who was there? Let's hear. Who was there? Yeah, I, I saw Cronus there. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and 
trying to think. This is so long ago. You're so yeah, dating yourself. I, I honestly, it's it's so hard to we like, date ourselves all the time on the Think show. of anything about it because it wasn't it wasn't anything that I you know I. I would remember that forever. It wasn't. No, it wasn't going to be a part of it. You know, it wasn't. Josh's Josh's big moment in wrestling was when he, get, we were summer camp counselors, and oh. he guy he, jackknife, uh, uh, suplexed another counselor during uh, Jello wrestling. Okay. So was, they let me they let me teach some of the stuff to like the kids like so we could fall properly in the Jello. And one of the counselors and you, I, you, you would do this. You in summer, especially the Jewish, like the, the in the early nineties, you could do this. Early so. late nineties, yeah, the, the Jewish summer camps in in upstate New York in the Pocono. You guys know that's a stipulation. One of the matches tomorrow, right? Jello, Jello wrestling, Jello, yeah. Oh, it's All right, not. I'm in. Yeah, let me tell you. So, wait, so you you could rent you could rent these rings. They would come. They'd fill it with Jello, and 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 they would get in there. And Josh, so so everybody, everything else is like you know, uh, just people jumping around. Josh uh, choreographed. With another guy, a full. We did a full match on the outside. Full we didn't match. Do it in the ring because we were like, we're not going to go in there because we'll just fall on our faces. And and it ends. And I we have the, we actually have the picture of Josh with this guy, yeah, straight above it. his I head. Have it on me in a full uh, in a full suplex, but he's totally over his head, ready to give him a jackknife. Yeah, uh, and he and he this suplex. guy was smaller than me, so we were able to do it. And it just we just did it all over the ground instead of in the jello. But I, I, I but I so in light of that, you know, to show Josh's uh you know, true <laughs> extent of ECW house of hardcore training. Yes. Right. That, <laughs> that and, and the fact that new Jack bought me a playboy. <laughs> okay. What's that story? That's a great story. We, we were at, we were at the, uh, what was it? Um, um, the, the queen show, it was the something in big apple and that my best friend and I, my best friend's Jamaican and him and I, we went and we found new Jack. Cause I thought I'm like, my buddy's like, I'll, I'll it'll give me an in. So he's like, we, we were 16. He goes, we take us into the liquor store across the street on Queens Boulevard. He goes, we buy us a 40. And he's like, all right. So he took us over there and he goes, uh, we go, can you, can you get us a Playboy? And he bought, <laughs> us, he bought us a Playboy and my friend has the magazine and he goes, can you sign it? And he writes on right across the front, I wish this was a wrestling magazine. Sign New Jack. <laughs> he has it. And that's where we got the... The Playboy with New Jack signature on it because he was nice enough to uh, Wait, take us. So he bought a you a, a Playboy a and a forty. Playboy. Yeah, we were a, sixteen allegedly. Okay, don't but, want him. Uh, I remember. Don't want him like, getting I, into that I under. Like it was <laughs> I, think, I think the statute of limitations has <laughs> passed. No, I remember like it was yesterday. And then, <laughs> and then the end great. of the night, and then the end of the night, that Sandman shirt I got. He was in. He had a minivan and he was pounding Heinekens. And I went over and I bought a shirt. And my he friend was Heinekens. so panicked. Yeah. My friend was so panicked, and I go, go over there and get, and, and he goes, tell your friend to buy a shirt for me. So I'm like, dude, go over and get a shirt from him. And he went over, and Sandman basically shook him down and took his 20, you know, and gave him a shirt. And my buddy was just terrified, and he kind of like took off. But it's so funny. I didn't know the Sandman Heineken thing until no, we, no, we, no. New Jack loves Heineken. Oh. Sandman was drinking Heinekens out of the back of a green minivan. Yeah, I was gonna right say outside San, of the outside Sandman of the Battalion Hall. When we booked him for Rager, I'm just thinking he didn't Sandman bashing cans. He yeah, didn't, he didn't drink at all. But uh, like that's the we have like the probably one existing good Sandman story out of everybody that's ever booked him. We had a great time with cause, him because he had a great time because Swaggle booked him like a couple months later, and he was fucking hammered and just like. Yeah, total mess. Well, we intimidating as when we were kids. He was very intimidating. His, I think right his his kids were with him when we had him, right? No, or no, one just of them? some guy that shook us down for I extra money. I thought his daughter or somebody was there no. or something. No, yeah. all right. Just some I was I was trying to just book some hardcore hack. <laughs> In two thousand and like one, Ridiculous. we booked we booked the Sandman for like our untrained fed, and uh, as soon as he got off the plane, he asked me. I was like sixteen. He's like, where do I got some coke? Ah. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm 16. <laughs> the vending machine. No, we, did see, we did see Paul Heyman and Dean Malenko eating at Burger King and go to the Goldfinger. We, we, so we, we, where we lived, where we grew up, you could go to these the ECW shows, the Lost Battalion Hall in Queens, so easily. And the way the parking lots were set up, you literally would see everybody. Every It was amazing. But so. No pictures. Never got a picture with them. Did you ever. talk to Dina Malenko? No, no. We just we were so afraid. We, oh, we I just the I we wanted. Like, uh, you know, we were like seeing him jo- and him. I wanted the uh, terrified the contrast of Dean Malenko it, it was, then to no, like like just, our experience. It was I had a great so experience. It was, with so ECW, him. ECW was on MSG, which was which was Madison Square Network. Yeah, two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning on Saturday nights, and 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 Josh and I in like ninety three, ninety four would watch ECW. And we would walk. We would the show would end, and we would go to like we'd go to school like the following Monday, and be like, 
we know something that no one else knows. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we we are so in. And when that so, number popped up on the screen, we call and buy tickets the next morning. And like whoever's mom. But I think was that was like tickets. everybody that discovered ECW. Like it was on Sports Channel here. Yeah. Yeah. And like I think once like it was like everybody's dirty secret like yeah well the first time i saw like, wrestling was, is wrestling is fake but this is real and this yeah, is so this, much this, cooler this is, this is so the this, first time i saw it, i didn't know what i was watching no. i'm like what this they did that outside thing where dreamer was outside on the swing or raven was on the swing and he was talking about beulah and dreamer see and like i discovered it later than most people i didn't discover it till like 97 ish yeah and uh i remember the first thing i saw was New Jack, I think it's when they wrote Mustafa out. New Jack comes in and attacks the Dudleys, and he has a literal kitchen sink. And that's the yeah, first thing yeah, I yeah, saw. Yeah. Well, we brought, it's, it's we brought a be, Nintendo to the to the ECW arena, yeah. I mean, to the to the Queens, to Lost Battalion, and we saw Tommy Dreamer in the parking lot while we were waiting online, and my friend wrote everything on it, and he goes, I brought a Nintendo. And he's like, like you know, he, he was like, oh, whatever, show me when you're in there, right? So we were in the, the first row. So my buddy, he gets in the ring with Stevie Richards, and he looks down at us and we're like, Dreamer, we got the Nintendo. And he looks down, he gives us a wink. And in the match, he throws Steve Richards next to us and he goes, give me the Nintendo. And he just smashes the Nintendo on top of Stevie Richards' head. And we were the ones who brought it. And we were just, it was the most exciting moment of our lives. Yeah, like I actually had a meeting with the building that I, that ECW ran their first two shows in Cleveland at. It's like the coolest building I ever saw wrestling in. And I was in there and I was like, man, this is so big and it's just like like when you're there at that time it was small because you're used to raw you know what i mean going to raw or something and like i stood in there and i was like there's no fucking way that we could fill this place like it's like it's crazy i I just remember paul Heyman's voice on the on the previews going the night Kimono Wanale danced on Extreme top Warfare to on Volume the, Two, the man. ECW Arena, and I'm just like that. To me, is like I think of ECW. Can, and I, can I tell you? Can I? Get, I'll let you guys in on like a little inside thing. I don't think I exposed to anybody. Maybe I talked about it on the podcast, but I don't think so. I uh, Kimono Wanale accepted my friend request on Facebook, and I was trying. <laughs> so hard to get her to dance atop the white eagle hall in jersey because she lives in jersey and she read all my messages and never replied and i was like i will pay you so you're some pervert dude like i was just like she still looks good she's like in her 50s but i was like that was like it right that was there's no video of that yeah no there's video there's video of that that's why that's what no that's what they always promote they always promote that show that was they said there's a ring they ring had video the ring broke and they need to did you guys all right so you watch jaylit yeah. Right? Did yeah. you watch it? Oh, Tom yeah. Lawler. Did, did you that. understand the Tom Lawler reference? Yeah, there? yeah of course. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Of course. Wait, of course. Wait, of, that, and that's actually. <laughs> He's even dancing to one of the songs yeah. that was. I, 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 it was I Man in the Box. Man in the Box. I think we've probably run way too long, but the truth is, like, when I saw him do that, to me, that was one of those nods to that, which I was like, as a, as, you know, as a fan for a long time, I was like, so many props to that whole operation because you can't appreciate it until you know exactly like what that's in reference to. It's amazing. And he, was, and he was like begging me to do it all day. I like, remember John Thorne being so like, nervous about it. I was like, <laughs> like no, ah. because like it, the, it, when Tom Waller explains something, it's like you think he's going to like show his dick. You know what I mean? And I'm like... <laughs> But then he's like, he's like, well, what if, what if I, uh, what if I put like my belt over it and and even still we're like, ah, I don't know. It's like, no, no, no. Put all, I'll just pull my shorts up and stuff and everything. Man, weirdest thing I, I think just, I have done this far. And I've done a lot of weird things in AIW, is put the absolute title over Tom Lawler scantily clad and him being like, hey, so you can't see my dick, right? And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, dude, just, I, I can't. Just, just, this is my just, life now. Just as such, just as such a loser, like at, at the at the show in uh, in Jersey City, Tom Lawler's the, the music he came out to. I thought it was I thought it was terrific. I just loved my Josh. Of course, what did he come what out to there? He came out he to his regular thing. Oh, it was still passionate. Wait, okay. So I so literally like for like two weeks, I was like, Josh, you gotta get. And now I have it on like Spotify, and like I play it once in a while, and I'm like. <laughs> I know what people don't know. <laughs> like I get it. Well, that's because Wadsworth asked about like... it on the Jaylet broadcast, and I tweeted at him the name of the song in the yeah. group during the broadcast, and I heard my name, and I'm like, "What? He's looking at Twitter right now?" Yeah, I yeah. love that song so much. It's it's, it's so good. It's well, I, there's a there's a, a few things like that. I guess I guess we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, since you guys are big ECW fans, mm-hmm. all I have to say tomorrow is I think you guys will be very excited. <laughs> that's all I have to say. 
I agree. And, and maybe we'll maybe we'll get we'll get your follow up after the fact. John, I'm 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 41. I drove from New York. I have a lovely hotel room in a Marriott property, and I have to tell you something. It's the best news you could have given me. <laughs> You're gonna be very. I think you guys would be very excited because it is very obscure. He, but it's 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 something unadvertised that I think you guys will appreciate. Ziggy, the silent man in the room. Are you excited for tomorrow? Fuck yeah! <laughs> there it is. There it Thank is. Thank you. So so for 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 John Thorne and Steve Guy and Jay Gold, I'm S Gold, and this was the card is uh, the cards going to change, and we're uh, we're happy we could have been a part of it. Thank you guys. Thanks, I appreciate guys. it. That was beautiful.